Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. So today's review is going to be about a nonfiction historical book. And I think the title says it all, which is The Wood Age, How Wood Shaped the Whole of Human History. And it's written by Roland Enos. And Enos is not just an author, but also a visiting professor of biological sciences at the University of Hull. He's also published several textbooks on plants, biomechanics, and even a book titled Trees, which was published by the Natural History Museum in England. So obviously he's incredibly qualified to discuss the topic of this book, which is the history of wood. Now, I will say up front that this book isn't for everyone. No shade against Enos, but it is definitely for a unique subset of history buffs. The book's topic alone is very niche. It's literally about the history of wood and our relationship to it throughout the course of history. But I also think the way that the book is written doesn't exactly lend itself to mass appeal. And the reason I say that is because at times it is very technical. So what I mean by that is there are a lot of chapters or just parts of the book where Enos is describing things that humans have built out of wood at some point in human history. And whether that's a structure or a tool, the way he's describing how it was built does become really technical and he would kind of lose me at times. So For that reason, I would actually say that this is a great book for people who are interested in woodworking. And again, that's another niche group, but they do exist. It's definitely going to be for this unique brand of hippie that has a real affinity and appreciation for this natural material. So people like Nick Offerman come to mind, who actually runs his own wood shop, if you didn't know, or even my own boyfriend, who's from Austria and Not only does he enjoy woodworking himself, but he sort of grew up in a culture that not only utilizes a certain type of wood and everything from building homes to bread boxes, but there's also just a general appreciation for it as well. So those types of people who have this deeper love or appreciation for wood and what you can do with it will probably find the technical language interesting and easy to follow. But for someone whose woodworking experience is limited to building Ikea furniture and one wonky bird box when I was in second grade, I found it to be a little hard to follow and, dare I say, a bit boring. But as I've mentioned before on this podcast, I am a history buff, so there were other parts of the book that I did find very interesting. And those were the parts of the book that were very heavy on anthropology, geography, sociology, and even some primatology. This would also be a great book for people who studied architecture as well. So essentially, it was also filled with a lot of really interesting information and made it apparent that wood really is the backbone material of humans and modern society. It's something we've lived with and utilized for so long that I think we've almost become blinded to how crucial it was and still is, in allowing us to have reached where we are in the course of human history. Because for some reason, 
even though it's been so prevalent, wood has sort of been written out of or just overlooked in the historical narrative. And things like iron and bronze and other metals have really stolen the spotlight. For example, literally everyone has heard of the Stone Age or the Bronze Age, but no one's heard the term the Wood Age until now, because that's where this book comes in. And I think one of the biggest takeaways from this book is that even when we figured out how to use materials like iron and bronze, we never completely replaced wood. It actually allowed us to create better and more sophisticated ways to use wood, which in turn spurred societal growth through agriculture, housing, transportation, etc. And when you think about wood and what we've used it for over the years, people naturally think of things like houses, boats, furniture, things like that. But it also includes musical instruments, airplanes, paper, and so much more. It even allowed us to create ceramics, which I just wanted to mention because my sister is a professional ceramicist. So if you're listening, Abby, which I doubt it, but that was for you. But apart from that, this book really just opened my eyes to how much wood has been a part of our collective history. And even though there was a lot of technical language at times, like I mentioned, this book was also filled with a lot of interesting facts. And some of that stuff includes the fact that some of the earliest wood furniture was actually found in Egyptian tombs. Even King Tut's tomb has a bed frame in it that was decorated and inlaid with glass and jewels. And in the same way that there's Stonehenge, which everyone knows, it's believed that there was a woodhenge as well. Even the first cathedrals and temples specifically the ones you see in Athens and Greece, like the Parthenon, for example, were actually built out of wood first and then later rebuilt in stone. Wood is 10 times more effective at stopping heat loss than stone. Wood actually can't rot when it's permanently wet. It only rots when it goes from being wet to dry to wet again. So that's why wood that's permanently in peat bogs doesn't rot. And the Forbidden City in China has lasted for over 600 years, specifically because it was made out of wood rather than stone, since wood has the ability to withstand earthquakes. So the same goes for some temples in Japan that are even older than that. Honestly, I could go on and on, but I will just mention one last really interesting fact, which is that Enos also covers the invention of paper. And paper as we know it was actually invented by a French scientist in the 17th or 18th century by the name of René de Réaumur. I knew all that French in college had to pay off at some point. But he came up with the idea of modern paper after seeing wasps chew up wood and mix it with a bodily secretion to make their paper nests. So there you go. It was a lot like Isaac Newton's apple moment. But all of that is definitely not the extent of information and interesting facts that are in the book. There are a bunch more, which is incredibly impressive because this book is only 280 pages long, which is nothing. But you really managed to learn so much and such a long span of history. So if you are interested in this book, go ahead and give it a read. I would just advise you to heed my warning at the start of this review, which was the fact that this book is very interesting, but 
probably only to a very specific group or groups of people. So if you're interested in history, anthropology, environmentalism, sociology, architecture, or woodworking, or you're just a bit of a history hippie, then this is a great book for you. I will also say that this actually makes an excellent companion read to another book, which is How Language Began by Daniel Everett. Although they're on separate topics, they're both written in a very similar way, and if I remember correctly, they both coincide in terms of their respective timelines. So for all of these reasons that I've mentioned, and because this was a good, solid read for a specific type of reader, I think I would rate this book three out of five stars. So although wood might seem like an old-fashioned material that has no place in our modern world, wood always has been and always will be an incredibly important resource. So if learning more about this topic sounds like it's up your alley, then go ahead and give it a read. But if you're interested in other genres, as always, stay tuned for more episodes on all sorts of books. And in the meantime, be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts subscribe from wherever you're listening from, follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books, and I'll talk to you in the next review. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like this show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.